0: The weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, make it so, make it so, make it so. Hello everybody, it's Paul and Liam here with a Spocklight Public Service announcement. We know you're just dying to get started with this Christmas special episode, but we just want to let you know ahead of time there may be a little audio hiccup with this following episode. Uh, it does sound like we're recording in the bath, which is odd because we're in the bath right now, aren't we, Liam? And yeah. it sounds normal. We certainly are. Sorry, I was just looking for my rubber ducky. What we would ask is that you listen to this episode with Christmas spirit in your hearts. you got to remember, this is a special Bonus episode of the podcast. This is our Christmas present to you. So we thought we'd make sure that the sound was extra shitty. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it, it, it's absolutely perfectly listenable. We've got lots of lovely clips as well to you know remind you how bad it sounds most of the time. But <laughs> I've heard worse on far, far more well-established podcasts. I won't name and shame them. Uh, as so we just wanted to warn you ahead of time, it's not up to our usual fantabulous audio quality. And away with the show. The Merry Gentleman Ooh, I don't remember all the words But here we are again To spotlight, here we are again It's Christmas time with you and me. I don't know what this And are- Merry Christmas And welcome to the Spotlight <laughs> Christmas Special The ah, first ever oh Spotlight Christmas Special And possibly the last <laughs> uh, With me, Liam Dempsey And me, Matt Brothers. Hello, and me, the Ghost of Christmas. Now, Paul Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're here today to talk Star Trek and Christmas. Something that isn't actually that related, probably because Gene Roddenberry's vision of the future was kind of very non-religious kind of place. There isn't actually many Christmas references. In Star Trek And there's no Star Trek Christmas special Something we'll try and Rectify later in this episode Was he just a bit of a Scrooge Mate, came well, I came mean, That would make The perfect connection He's there connection. in the Writers room Like no. no, no, no. We've The He's uh, <laughs> <laughs> refusing to give The writers Christmas who's day He's one on. of the He's <laughs> one of the Other head writers They come in It's like Oh excuse me <laughs> <it's Earth>, sir, <laughs> get, get out of here yeah. uh, Well actually That makes a perfect Connection With the Main Point of discussion today which is 1999's hallmark tnt production of a christmas carol starring it's none of TNT. It, it, tnt uh starring none other Stunning. than sir patrick stewart jean-luc picard himself now a lot of star trek fans have adopted this as the official Star Trek Christmas special this movie yeah this movie okay. because of the fact that there is Eris rather than knows. watching Star Trek Generations again this is. yes yeah because there's no proper Star Trek Christmas episode there are Christmas references within Star Trek which uh, you know we can't watch. it's funny I actually found a article online from checkmovie.com very good uh, website called Holodeck the Halls with kind of like <laughs> running down the kind of Christmas references in Star Trek Nothing is going to top that name. I've got to say (laughs) that, to be honest, like about five out of ten of them are a stretch. Uh, you know they're not really anything to do with Christmas it's kind of picking out really more kind of like a few religious aspects and stuff like that and going oh well it's kind of it's sort of Christmasy. like somebody more um, red and white ones. And number <laughs> and number one is what we're going to discuss today which is the Patrick Shirt Christmas Carol um, but the other ones on there the ones, <laughs> that, are, the, the ones that are legitimately uh, Christmassy are Dagger of the Mind which is from the original series So don't know if you've ever uh, seen that is it season one uh, season one, um, no, it's I have the first it. ever Mind Meld episode. Yeah, I and I don't remember any Christmas Well, things. there is a character called Dr. Noel mm. in it, yeah. who is actually an old love interest of Kurt, Yes. hooked up with after the Science Lab Christmas party. <laughs> so, I mean, that's interesting. It shows that there are still Christmas parties in Star Trek. Lab. Don't you remember the Science Lab Christmas party? Yes, I remember. You dropped in. Yes, him? yes. So that's one of them. Like uh, the old, time of year just is meaningless in deep space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Death Wish uh, from Star-, Star Trek Voyager which I've seen. Oh, it's one of the, Charles Bronson the- special. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the Q, <laughs> one of the Q <laughs> episodes and in that there's a moment where Voyager gets transformed into a Christmas tree ornament. It's a lovely little Thing, actually that's really I want one for my Christmas tree so we we'll all light up if I uh, my yeah. micro machines we could actually yeah it is, it, is uh, it, could it is a bit of moment, micro yeah. machines ship and a Um the, <laughs> the next one is the one that you mentioned Paul, Star Trek Generations where we do actually see Picard celebrating Christmas with his fake family in the Nexus yeah. uh, so that does actually that's almost happen. as sad as this <laughs> and bringing us round to Christmas Carol in Devil's Jew uh, next generation episode we actually get data uh, on the holiday pretending to be Scrooge. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You may be a bit of undigested beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of an underdone potato. Why, there's more of gravy than of grave about you. Whatever you are. Humbug, I tell you. Please program very well done, Data. Do you remember oh, this? I do not remember this. Whoa, okay, well, yeah, there you go. I have to revisit that. So, that uh, along with, like, when he's Sherlock Holmes, like one of those episodes uh, where I, he just I, uses I the whole. So, I need to see this uh, now. I, I, uh, yeah. I just see Brent Spiner and Patrick Stewart doing dueling Dickensian dialogue to each other. Oh, well, yeah, mate, I mean, the thing is, is Patrick Stewart, the reason this movie, uh television movie, ended up happening is because he'd done a series of one-man shows of Christmas Carol uh, on Broadway in the West End, uh, performing and playing up to 14 characters, I think, uh, doing Christmas Carol. One stage. I very, can't picture Patrick Stewart doing Tiny Tim <laughs> <laughs> very successfully. Oh, and that's how this came about. Okay, um, and it's like I demand to play all forty characters. <laughs> yeah. So this is um, a hallmark this is Nottingham. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Did you uh, watch kind of like the hallmark films that would come on each Christmas? Like this. This was one of them. There was. Do you remember Gulliver's Travels with Ted Danson? That I yeah, a bell But I know that The Hallmark channel Like it's just It's very kind of You know It's a lot of these Christmas TV movies In fact there's Christmas TV movie channels literally yeah. 24 hours a day yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was definitely a, a period <laughs> Where Hallmark Were kind of like Drilling out these Every year Where they would have A bunch of, kind of British vests. In the mostly kind of thing, you know, big productions or what felt like big productions at the time. Yeah, uh, they did Merlin with Sam Neill. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these, guys, and they were always on Christmas on Channel Four, kind of thing, like usually on Boxing Day or I something. Because what, what like. you a big budget, game, like Gormenghast and things like that. where you yes, probably look at it now and go, huh? Oh, is very good. I would yeah. recommend that. Like, uh, but yeah, no, uh, mm. there was a lot of these, and this was one of them, and. Now, we've watched this all together today, first which time is something, ever. yeah, I think this is the first yeah, time ever we've is. watched something all together that we end up discussing on the show. We usually watch it separately. Uh, but we decided to all get together. We're all here in Christmas hats, uh, sipping on port. Um, and we decided to get to this for a Christmas viewing. So, first thoughts. What do we think of 1999's Christmas Carol starring Seth Patrick Stewart Well, I think, you know, I think we need to let everybody know what the story of a Christmas No, we don't. We <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing. We you know, everybody knows. who doesn't know. <laughs> well, firstly, you just, well, you begin with the original mother Christmas, read a Christmas Carol. <laughs> Then if you're interested, there's the a novelisation a you know novelization <laughs> of the film. It's quite it's a little bit different, but there's like, you know Funnily uh, enough that like came out before the Muppet movie. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Yeah, it's weird, isn't well, it? Well I think like we like just a... Yeah, we were talking earlier about like everybody's first Christmas Carol, and this was Muppet version was the one we we always sort of grew up on. It's difficult to kinda of shake that. Yeah, you well, said on some of the opening establishing shots of London you think you know, just missing little Muppet This is right the around. thing, I it wasn't my first version. I did watch Alistair Sims uh, Scrooge, I think it is called Scrooge rather than Christmas Carol, I think. 19... Uh, 19- yeah, yes, it yes, is. Yes, it's called Scrooge. Uh, 1951, I yeah. think, mate. Um, and uh, my dad introduced me to this version, black and white, as the starring as Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, And it's extremely good uh it's very very good adaptation but then a couple of years later um you know when I was about eight or something like Muppets Christmas Cow came out is it ninety two yeah ninety two so I've been seven. I went to see that uh, I think with my grandmother I think uh yeah. took me to see that and uh yeah I mean it, it Ricky Gervais once said how do you improve the greatest story ever told? Just out Muppets so I'm waiting to see them do the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think The Muppet Book of Genesis. It's true. I mean, Muppet Christmas Carol, I kind of think has become the definitive well, this, version well, this a, somehow. this is the thing. It's a great telling of Christmas Carol. It's a great Muppet movie. It's a great musical. Yes. And it's a great Christmas film. So you've nailed all those. And it's one of, like, McCa- Cain's... Cain, Kane Cain, Cain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Kane's yeah. yeah, top McBee. Five performances. Probably. Yeah, this is yeah. Michael Caine as Scrooge, and yeah. he he takes it seriously. He plays it straight. That's the yeah. genius, isn't um, it? Because he can play it as seriously as he can, because that makes it funnier in context when the rest of your cast are muppets. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, he's great. And you know, uh, for anyone who doesn't know. Christmas Carol uh, centres around Ebenezer Scrooge you, I don't think we need to do this no <laughs> <laughs> really think we, do this. But, uh, we think more highly uh, on uh, our listeners. Every, yeah. yeah that's true it's, it's, yeah. this is a staple now isn't it so, it's like, so uh, yeah you're, basically you're doing a remake like well not a remake you're, do, you're doing a, a retelling yeah a retelling a Patrick yeah. Stewart you know I don't see like how he could take the leap from like his one man show to doing it like this but like I think he, he clearly has a great love of the sort of show he's a Shakespearean actor yeah, he's he's really and thesping it up in this. He certainly is, and I think he he's making this TV movie look and budget feel grander than it is. Or through him alone. Yeah, through him alone, he's pulling it up because the the production value like it does wane he, at times. Not good. <laughs> it's not good. I mean, um, he is he, he is fantastic, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think he's brilliant. Yeah. I think yeah. well, I think he has some very good ideas. He has some strong ideas about how to play certain bits, which kind of do stand out in against like the other uh, you know dramatizations of this like his learning to laugh again in the first I knew scene. you were going to say that, yeah, yeah but right but at it, the end he kind of looks like he's choking and it's him like finally laughing. And I think that I don't know if that's in the original like, text, but that is like, seems to be something, an interpretation it, it, that he wants to bring. I to. believe it is. Yeah, it is in the original, set because in the Alistair Sim version, it is similar in terms of not, the, the, the performance that he gives very of literally looking as if you know, he's having a connery or saying, and then turning... Connery. <laughs> John connery. into And then turning into laughs. He's kind of very much his own. Can be dispelled. They will be. I know they will. Ah! This must be, you know, the only version of this I've seen is Jim Carrey, which is like dialed down by comparison. Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> so that's, yeah, this Robert Zemeckis mocap like, Animated Carrey is dialed uh, down, down from yeah, Stuart. it is. Down. I mean, it's like, it's crazy in some parts, but I think, um, you know, being pulled into the grave and things like those things. I wonder if Stuart wished he'd done that version of it, because doesn't Carrey play all the characters in that? Or at least mm, He plays a couple of things, it? Yeah, maybe he does play the ghost, I can't remember, but... Um, certainly it's Gary Oldman as Cratchit in that one. oh really yeah, yeah. I mean well, talking about Cratchit what did we think about Richard E. Grant because my personal opinion is no matter how fucking horrible you make Richard E. Grant's teeth look he does not pass as working class <laughs> at all like, I mean for me this is one of those classic cases of giving you an upper cast actor like, this role ain't just not working. He's just, oh, come on. Like a very, like, kind of fake accent. Yeah, well. I think he's, like, really playing, like, the manners of him, you know, hulking over quite a lot, and I think yes, he's kind he's yeah, he's of, like, I mean, nobody, like, for the poor background would be that tall I mean he would have definitely <laughs> be stunted if he wouldn't be over like six foot like he's definitely kind of worm tongue it up isn't he he's like <laughs> yeah he is he is But and that's know, not a, not enough though. it's not nice to look at <laughs> it needs to be I mean if Gary Ormond's like a lot shorter and I think in the other version like a, an impish kind of portrayal differently I mean, to be fair, it, it, it is good the way they make their uh, the, the, the poor people miss their teeth look because that's how they would have looked in the, in that era, kind of like I, you know. it did, Like every time I kind of worked because you're seeing something you're so familiar with, like with you know him, Scrooge doing his um, usual meanness, mean street to so the people, the, the <laughs> yeah. people like uh, charity workers his nephew, his staff, he's so horrible too. Christmas carol I'm really just interested to see like how he is with customers who are, you know, time for business. I mean, is he ever like... Well, he's a money yeah, lender. He's a money So, so they like, just yeah. come to him and he must sort, they might have other options. So how does he actually get them to go Maybe with him? Maybe he's always the last chance guy. So he's always yeah, I, yeah. I think the idea, he's he's a scrupulous moneylender, money lender. Like, he... I think the people who come to him are desperate. They haven't got any options. He can it over them. Everybody. And, so like, there really is no occasion. Yeah, there's no occasion for him to kind of be like no. gen- genteel or yeah, feel like that. No, okay. I'd like be harsh, harsh <laughs> as you like, and say you've got to pay you back in, in six days. Right? Like, why is like yeah, literally <laughs> no. putting the interest up. I like this version has a a scene where you see like some other people who actually owe him money, like really happy that he's dead because it gives them more time to pay. <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah. something that was missed out of the the Muppet version. I gotta say the Muppet version, it's like really probably should read the original <laughs> 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 have any of us read the original Dickens text no I, think I, I, I did have it yeah I have read it Like, but I very, have also read it when I was younger. young and, it, yeah. and, it, and it's one of those readers digest so you know you don't have it's a bridge I think they do a bridge some of the stuff so I always yeah. get like annoyed that they would do that yeah, unless I do it at school or something, I don't think I have. Uh, I think it's I I think it's the only Dickens book that I have read properly. You've read some Dickens only Tales yeah. so Tales of Two Cities. Oh funny, I was on the train and this lady next to me um I opened up Tales of Two Cities and I wanted to sort of interrupt and just say, Oh, what book's like incredible and then I realised that, that I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh well I, I did once before with somebody reading Seven Pillars of Wisdom and uh I just thought like somebody say if you just sort of it's a bit obnoxious. Maybe just to ask. To, to <laughs> Excuse people, me. I've read that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing bad about like passing over. Like, uh, oh, you enjoy it? Yeah, it's good. Keep going. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, But, but do, you know, do you want to be bothered if somebody just like just next to you goes, oh, "What are you reading?" And we have stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am mean, not tangent here. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Dickens as as a writer, as a storyteller. At least, because although, yeah, I mean, the only actual novel is like *Fear* is *A Christmas cow many years ago. Oh, *Signerman* for us were like we read the Oh yes, that was the Sigmund, the, that Sigmund, like, a short story, very spooky. Very, oh, did you read that at school? Well, also adapted for like a Christmas special. Uh, yes, I remember that's it. I remember you going on and on and on about Denham Bloody Elliot back when you were like 12, and it's like no 12-year-old should be this enthused about Denim Elliot from Indiana Jones's film career. Like, this is a, oh yes, a, he's a, in a TV like adaption. <laughs> yeah, it was like right? a yeah. Christmas like, you know, like 45-minute adaptation. It was really atmospheric, very well done. Yeah, one uh, I mean, of those kind of like ghost stories for Christmas type... Uh, and it probably has more kind of um, i I got to say more atmosphere than this does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because this is unfortunately, like you know, while Stuart is, is doing, it, doing his utmost, there's a lot of things, effects-wise, that kind of let this down and, and like, uh, undercut yeah. the, uh, the, the actual sort of... Um, and the set, I mean... The chilling aspects of this novel. I mean, I'm, I'm, in my head, giving myself chills thinking about some of this stuff rather than actually seeing it. And, um you know, particularly, in, even in the Muppet version, there's got you know, the, the introduction of Marley, the ghost, you know, where he hears the bell ringing, and there's a bit more dread in, Mc- in mm. McCain's <laughs> McCain's performance <laughs> sorry <laughs> I, I, I must say McCain's M- M- chips performance like M- M- yeah, yeah like you know I hope we've had the port <laughs> <laughs> in this version <laughs> Others are will be betrayed by a bag of upchucks. <laughs> like, like, uh, but like, but yeah, I know. You know. You, yeah, I know what you mean because like the Marley ghost just walks straight in the door. Yeah, this. I mean, he looks I, good. I, that I, first ghost effect yeah, was great, he is great. Which they don't good. keep up. But it also played a little bit for laughs. You know, with his, um, you know, broken jaw and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was quite creepy. I thought. But, you know, well, it could have been creepier It just, I think, it was done for humor. I think the thing is, is it's a little unfair to compare it to the Muppet version because the, the Muppet version was a big screen production. This is small screen and small screen at a time when small screen meant small yeah. screen. 1999, this is literally the cusp of kind of things like, you know, The Sopranos and stuff starting. Like before, everyone was getting involved in kind of, you know, really cinematic yeah. television. And TV yeah. movies now can even look terrible yeah, yeah. and I, I think for a production of the time it, it doesn't look half bad well, it's, it's yeah. the thing i was looking at it and going i had to keep reminding myself this is seven years after the muppets one like well first of all it's like oh you know how do you even follow that why be so brave the second of all this is 99 seven years after after that and it looks older it looks like it's from the 80s or something like it's weird i kept trying well, to like rationalize in my head like this is patrick stewart post first contact insurrection and yeah. now this, but it looks, I mean, he's ageless in a way, but. Yeah. I do think though, The Muppet Christmas Carol, I think, uh, musha, I mean, we adore it, obviously, but I don't think when it came out, it was instantly considered like no, a classic. It, wasn't it was a case of that is a film that has over the years, through, uh, I mean, I do think it's brilliant but through an element of nostalgia from the generation who grew up with yeah. it has now become an absolute all-time yeah, classic. Yeah, the same generation that will not convince me that Space Jam is some classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Muppet Crusoe, I well, genuinely do think is brilliant. Well, this but is like, the... Uh, This is the 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 plus, you know, the positive that um, Christmas movies have as well. The fact that they do get played every year on TV means stuff can build more of an audience and become because it's one for life. Same thing, wasn't it? That kept being shown as a yeah, yeah. That was not a success at the Uh, the time. So I think I think if you're like I think if you're a good cult Christmas movie like Muppet was when it first came out. And then you're gonna be on TV all the time, and then you start getting Prince Charles screenings and like special showings. Yes, yes. And then those people who liked it have kids, like boom, suddenly everyone talks. Those you know. <laughs> people who liked to have kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you were like, you know, 18, 19, 20 in 1992, yeah. yeah, you got kids. Well, uh, kid age can now. i was gonna say like the, the first ghost, uh, a ghost was past looked more like a villain from Blake Seven <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, than the actual ghost past. I think this is the one that's most difficult to render on screen, and um you know they were really cutting edge effects to, to realize it for puppet in um the ninety two version but this is um basically I, I, you know, some guy. He's just a, got a bit of a glow, isn't well, yeah, it? Yeah, glow. Which they forget to put the effect on every other shot. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Pretty much every other shot, they forgot to put the glow effect on him. Um, After a well, while, they just gave up, didn't they? And it was just like... No, just, no it was. still was every other shot. Like um, <laughs> just his. Although yeah. I must say, I I think despite the fact that yes, obviously this looks decidedly low budget when compared to today's like television fair I do actually think there was some imaginatively, um, done shots and transition. and in, 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 in regards to the special effects there's a bit where i think that both you and i noticed for when there's kind of an appearance of a ghost in a tile yeah, on the wall no, i don't see those in tops tiles um, <laughs> and there's also a bit where he looks out the window oh, and yeah. there's an almost like, it's like tab, Ghostbusters, a tableau tab of ghosts like i do think those those shots are quite Artist. oh, yeah, yeah no, the, that the, was like selling souls. Bust like, open the fucking like container unit, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, um, like, right going yeah. out of business. And also, I mean, <laughs> it's but you mentioned when we were watching it that, uh, there's a scene where Scrooge flies around with the ghost of Christmas. Present, I think, while well, there's a, yeah. a rendition of Silent Night, and they're kind of going to there's a lighthouse, and then there's a ship. Yeah. Uh, we were saying like, oh, we could have cut this and actually save some money. Well, apparently, um, that scene is that those scenes where they show that are the scenes that are almost always omitted from every other adaptation. They are from the book, mm-hmm. and literally this is the only version. <laughs> that shows them apart from there's one other one that does it and um, so that's yeah. kind of ironic because yeah it's the most ambitious sequence yeah and you're like come up you're, you're the tv version and they, they actually do it. you know they, yeah. they push the back i mean i think this is did. i think this yeah. is meant to have kind of more of the dickensian dialogue than pretty much any other screen adaptation so say. you think it's pretty close to the text yes yeah something? i think this is meant to be like remarkably the but um the three ghosts they canonically have an appearance because it seems like they always have a different design in every movie. Well, it's the thing that getting the design of the first one is something that on only Misumekis would say he's closest to it. Right. Because, like he said, with like the CGI, like he can actually right. render it, like how set it's set written it. in the book. I thought but it just said. looks like the it looks like the dog from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Zero. Thought, <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I thought you meant know, when you said that do they could could exactly have the appearance as in do they appear in the book? <laughs> 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 in the book oh, yeah, the no, he, no, no. he just sees bother. he goes sleep. gets up yeah. hey man. we talk about dream casting like uh, I think the ghost because past should be Tilda Swim uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 but yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. like you know uh, when you get to Fezziwig I was like I was Richard Griffiths like uh, price too high you've got the cut price but you know not pound for pound I- Ian McNeese Ian just a chill a in Doctor who does a brilliant time, actually here? Yeah, like, he's, he's great. He brings a lot of life to it. His comedy song takes no convincing to like do anything over <laughs> by, uh... But um, you know, and then you've got like uh, who I was expecting. Like, why is Brian Blessed not available for like a <laughs> yes, Christmas present? <laughs> <I'm sad. laughs> I mean, that's just a missed opportunity because he'd been like, well, he's like peak Brian Blessed in '99. He was boss ness you, you uh, basically <laughs> any tall, large actor, like Brian Blessed, Robbie Coltrane, he, Robbie he Coltrane? was another This could I have guess, been yeah, pre-Hagrid. Get the Hagrid in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very true. Uh <laughs> and we've also got Dominic West. Oh yes free mcnulty yeah. Um this is, he's playing Fred, is Pre- he he's, he's, his menace? Like. His nephew. Is he in? Yeah, yeah, oh no, this might be just after actually no, he, he isn't. Famous, isn't well, right? This is 99, so he um, like would have shot it by then. Um, yeah. yeah, December 5th, 99. This was broadcast, yeah, so after I, I looked because I figured, oh, you know, how young is he in this? But he's 30 in this, so he's aging very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, i be mean, like, Because I was thinking, looks. like, oh, kind of late 90s Dominic West, what is he going to be like early mid 20s? Like, no, he's 30 even in this, but. A late bloomer, I late think it's, a, it's, it's good. It, yeah, I mean, I think he, he's he's great in this. He's totally in the spirit of the film. Yeah, very yeah. smiley. Right yeah, right. so he's, I think he's, he's no, great. Foil. The foil. Yeah, he's one, the, probably one of the best like uh, supporting players in this film. Yes, yeah, so I, I completely agree. Really? Like I say, I do think he comes out with a lot of credit. Actually, I think he's probably the the best thing in it outside of Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I do think E Grant is is miscast, and yeah, uh, I can't. But, I couldn't get. Yeah, I couldn't get. Of him, uh, yeah. but West is, is really really great he's kind of just full of kind of Christmas cheer isn't he And he's, that's what he wants to be I, I always think there's a missing like link in the story though you know you go from like Scrooge as a boy who's been left behind by his dad goes to the first party he's having a right old time and then the next scene he's a conservative yeah, well, he's suddenly dressed <laughs> all in black, isn't he? Yeah, but there's a big gap before he becomes a Tory boy. Like <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's joined the first order in the new yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> so, but, but it's like, when did you like forsake like you know all your things and value money above all else? Yeah, what was it's, the turning point? Yeah, what was it made that made you? Yeah, because all she does is say you've changed. Like you've changed. Obi wan was right, <laughs> <laughs> but he's very true in the sense of. Yeah, and not only that, but she doesn't really give him a chance to kind of turn his back. She just kind of says, oh, no, I free you from your obligation because they've obviously got engaged, and she's yeah. just like, no, nah, I'm leaving you, mate. Basically, it's a very torn way of saying, I've made a fucking massive mistake with you. And uh... <laughs> Also, I always thought it was so bizarre how long it takes Scrooge to realise that he's the one who's dead. Mm-hmm. In, uh, oh yeah, in well, the I did. I thought he knew straight away. They, but yeah. they, they and, do that in that is a thing. That's from the book. it's, it's yeah. not the case that they put that in here every time. He's just like until he actually gets some confirmation. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What? That was me?" They were talking about. Yeah, so we're putting Dickens on blast. So like, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, No, I, I do think Dickens. Was, you have because I I mean, there's a bit where like the people are saying oh he's dead that means we have longer to pay back debts surely at that point you know, like, come are like come oh, he didn't recognise his own belongings as well in the in the basically, the, type, the, the rag and bone what, the, scene, yeah, what yeah. the seven minute long crash in the attic segment. <laughs> I mean talking talking about rag and bone men I really do think that Patrick Stewart's performance in this was slightly modelled on Wilfred Bramble for <laughs> Steptoe the and Son there's loads of it so you go, meh like a very much reminiscent yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of old man yeah, yeah. Stepto, we Well he had like so that. many great like comebacks, like Bob. Like, earlier on, when Donald West is saying "Merry Christmas" repeatedly in his face, he's just like "Good afternoon, Merry Christmas, Good afternoon." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that was the one thing I had not against because it just makes it hilarious. But I don't know if that's the intended effect uh, against Stewart's performance is that he just and this is proven by the amount of gifts online. Stewart is the most giftable gippable actor out there because there was so many parts oh. of this whether it's just a line or just a, it's an expression doing something when someone suggests something i'm just like we need to give all over this for when we release show. i mean episode. he's yeah. very very naturally funny i mean i do think uh, i do think there is a comedic aspect yeah. to scrooge in the thing, because the thing is is ebenezer scrooge's character is so self-serious yeah. that you know i do i, I do think it yeah. is meant to be fun. want all day tomorrow i suppose if it's convenient sir it's not convenient it's not fair if i was to deduct half a crown for your taking the day off you'd think yourself ill used i'll be bound but you don't think me ill use when i pay a day's wages for no work it's only once a year sir Bed. and the tone of this film was as well it's very straight, you know played straight yeah so i think because of that and i think he says in his voice which is a funny voice let's be honest like becomes funny well, everything it's else a, is so strange it's a theatrical voice yeah. isn't it and this is a theatrical production given the well it's it's rooted in the stage mm-hmm. because that's how it started but also it was adapted uh by peter barnes who's an olivier award-winning playwright in his own right wrote the ruling class famous play Uh, which starred Peter O'Toole uh, in one of its uh, most famous runs is actually still being performed today Uh, James McAvoy did a run a bit in the West End in 2015 and um, directed by David Jones, who also mostly directed for the RSC, the Royal Shakespeare Company. So this is, a, you know, this is very much rooted in theatre, very prestige kind of feel to it, I think. Mm. But perhaps just not quite got the budget no, to kind of realise that. But there is a bit of well, the a is- to it. Yeah, I suppose there isn't in, in like terms of who you know the, the people in there but not in the camera work or no, it's no. very kind of stageily lit I think it's you know a lot of scenes are overlit and you, the key lights mm. are really kind of obvious and um, so until it's done at evening studio, it's just you know it's, yeah, a it's, it's it, like a two stage. It does feel like blank. Blackadder's Christmas special, yeah yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but well, Blackadder's Christmas Carol, this Carol, is, yes, Carol. yeah, yeah yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know the evil Jawa, like I mean, I'm oh, sorry, I mean the Christmas uh, <laughs> yet to come yeah. um, <laughs> did, does not stand up. is a it weird that he's got human hands? Mm, I know because I think it does human hands in in, in other, other versions as well, But like. I don't. I think in um. We, but uh, we'll be, let's 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 move on before we can to just actually the children hiding under yes. the cloak. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So uh, this that, that, but that's, not, that, that's the Christmas present. Present, present ghost that he's hiding under. Isn't oh it? yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get on to the last. <laughs> one. There's a moment where the, the uh, ghost of Christmas Present wears a robe, and there's a bit where it's kind of slipping off, in. this all. Well, all we we odd. had our ice. Eyes- firmly on his chest which is exposed and really <laughs> hoping for a like a Christmas nip slit but then but. he kind of opens up well, no, he, says, he says what is that bulging underneath your in your pocket sir what is that sir and it turns out it's a couple of children a couple of yeah, street urges. children street urchins like literally on their knees on their knees like going they underneath his cloak I mean and they can't kind of run out of there no he, he uh, pulls well, the back <laughs> 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 they ain't getting no one. Get well, they look really <laughs> feral, like they were like well, <laughs> zombie kids. Well, I'm not I'll just suck that. <laughs> I I just think um uh well one of them's got like a broken hand, haven't they? <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't rub it any longer, sir <laughs> <laughs> you've been down there the whole time? That's why the, that's why the ghosts have come so pale. The whole duration, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> draining the life out
0: yeah, yeah, He's aged terribly by the end, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, they're, they're uh, It sucks his life. Off. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a strange, like, oh yeah. By the way, kids in the moment. I Bye. Think, I do think it's one of those things where it's like if you're being slavish to the book, I as assume this is a section. Not oh, you have got to assume that. Yeah, true. and it's like you don't have the production value or the. You know the yeah. look. to All the time off. to explain. You know really because yeah, about. exactly. It's like it's it's an image that probably is probably best left on the page. It doesn't translate to the to the. The video version yes. of this, yeah, and you can't do it right because these kids—they're not great actors, and neither are any of the Cratchit children. To be fair, mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're kind of snarling, but it kind of just feels like they're at play, really. There's nothing—the the makeup's not good enough to kind of make it horrifying. It just is a what the fuck moment, really. Yeah, completely. Um, and yeah, no, I think you're completely right in terms of when you are being savaged through um, attacks. I think you do have to make sure that you can actually Do put it justice. Off. And yeah. not everything written down works on screen. Hence some books being called unfilmable. I mean like, you mm-hmm. know, and clearly Christmas Carol is filmable because 'cause it's been filmed many, many times, but you've got to do it in the right Yeah. Way. Yeah. I think that's the thing, you could just say in the Muppet Credit as well, it's like they kept all the bits that do work on the screen. There's nothing in there that kinda of go actually this mm. feels out of out of, you know, tone. Or, you know, this is kind of where there's a few tonal shifts in here where you've got some really random stuff happening, like the the cyclone and going to mm-hmm. the ships and stuff like that. But it's you know, it's all very well and good on the page, but it doesn't work here. Um yeah. Other things in here that's, which are new to me was uh, the character of Topper who is a... Oh, uh, Topper, uh, Topper is uh, yeah. no, MVP. I so this is Fred's, is. like, uh, Scrooge's nephew's family who, uh, you know, he doesn't really know but Topper seems to be a friend of the family who's basically a complete lech. Yeah. <laughs> and it wants to get them all drunk on the punch and is lusting after like dear Lucy or something like that, you know. It just, it just it's just he's very odd character. He's given a lot of screen time. Yeah, yeah he, we, like, we watch him play an entire game of Blind Man's Bluff in which he's just in time, The girls in the, around time, the room. yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, and then make sure she's positioned under the mistletoe. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yes, there's a whole burst he of he locomotion before he, <laughs> the music stops. <laughs> and at the one point, they're singing a comedy song. He's kind of raising his eyebrows uh, constantly but there's no resolution to it all I mean I was expecting like Scrooge to catch him out at the end where he's like trying to say hmm, I've been under my watch or something like that <laughs> oh no I think yeah, it so I watched you do this when I was in in Campora, you know like I know what you're up to I, I think the thing is this is I think this is a time at uh, where you could know, still have a comedy latch and it'd <laughs> yeah. be like oh Hilaire like yeah you know, whereas now it's in you know the age of me, me too people would be oh I'm not too sure this is as hilarious. Is who I think it is. Like, yeah. yeah, well, um, no, I mean, no, not really It wasn't long ago, um, there's a film with Simon Pegg where there was a comedy lech in it And it's really dis- true. Comedy dis- stalker, yeah, which is funny Because this is Man Up Which, have you seen that? I'm no, I'm in it somewhere. I'm not seeing it. You're in it, <laughs> yeah. I'm I, an extra. You're yeah. the lech. I'm the lech. <laughs> like yeah, it's a romantic comedy, uh, called Man Up starring Simon Pegg, and Lake who, Bell. Lake Bell, yeah. And I actually really enjoyed it, but I remember Paul did not enjoy it as much, and I was like, oh, well, your main criticism was to do with Feather Rory Kinnear, and it plays a stalker, he's uh, stalks Lake Bell in the film, but is very much played. Kind of laughs and almost he always gets kind of a heroic redemption, yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah. Well, it. if it wasn't for him stalking her, they wouldn't actually wouldn't be able to find her at the end, yes like exactly. that's the thing. Yeah, so, he yeah. basically, it comes in handy and like gets redeemed for like basically his good thing you're breaking the law, buddy. Uh, yeah, and it is. Yeah. I mean, it, w- I did at the time, I was enjoying it so much, I didn't really think about it, but wait, that's you what are hoping for, yeah, exactly. Oh, I was like, okay, yeah. he's and, like, nice. free, yeah. and this is free, like you know, all this became a big thing, like, well, not that wasn't a big thing before, but before everybody started caring about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, but in a way, before men started caring about it, yeah, they, I mean it's it's weird, like you know. I, so I do, I, I do agree that I think now they'll probably, and you know, that's even that's what 2014 man up was or something mm-hmm. like that, but yeah. like not that long ago. And I think even now there would be it's well, recent, I find the whole the title toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think it is. I can't remember, but yeah, basically, man up wouldn't get me to. Like, uh, written by a woman, though. Written by a woman. A woman. No, it's not a It's um, oh, I can't remember her name, but she, you know, wrote. But she's it? a traitor wrote to women anyway because she. Wrote stalkers. Wrote this rom-com for Walking Tall. Well, but anyway, I do quite like it, despite all that. Recommended. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so yeah, Topper, like, yeah, it's a strange thing where he has enough uh, screen time where he's almost. A subplot of sorts. Yeah, well, I, I was I'd put here Topper spin-off. Yes. <laughs> 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 Great. Great. <laughs> yeah, he does have an amazing moustache and sideburns combo, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, he, this is a weird one because it's not, it's not a film. It's a, it's a television movie. Uh, so, you know, this isn't really including our spotlight of the movies kind of uh, section, as it were. But, you know, as, as a film, were we won over by this, or...? I, it's I, gonna become, is it going to become a future Christmas tradition? I was won over by it purely through *Peace to You Alone*, pretty much. Sure. Um, but it's yeah, it's not something I would return to when there's tea versions around. Right, you know what I right, mean? Right, but um, right. but no, at first I thought you know, is the production value and, and sort of cheapness of this going to just keep me from getting into it? But yeah, Patrick's uh, sheer force of will in emoting um pulled you along and it's a story you know you know and it's it's powerful on the net. So yeah. His performance is strong enough, isn't it, to draw you in. Yeah. Even Paul though doesn't it doesn't look convinced. Even like we were saying, like you were mentioning earlier about the ghosts of the um Christmas Future. Mm-hmm. that's what's cool isn't it yeah yeah christmas yet to come christmas, christmas yet, yet to come, come yeah. yeah how yeah it is just like a school play it's like just somebody in like well, a very well it was like our first film yeah it looks like our <laughs> first film we made when we were plenty 16 with added led eyes and stuff uh so i was like that that one always has to be kind of the spooky ghost so it's like i can see they tried here like, yeah, like, I, I, yeah i was disappointed because it's like you know they could have even like the graveyard the yeah, end did not like do It for me because I'm, I'm there's something that always gets me about Victorian yeah. graveyards and like adaptation of Dickens. If you look at Oliver Twist, where David Lean shoots that, like, um, no, sorry, not Oliver Twist, Great Expectations. The opening scene in the, in the graveyard, you've got the twist, the gnarled trees, and that kind of thing. Yeah, there's no Shoot, imagination, it, there's yeah. no imagination of the blocking of that scene. And it's, I think that's like the video component to the board game atmosphere <laughs> or nightmare, that's yeah, yeah, it's I, that kind of level. <laughs> it does, yeah, everything's very kind of like short, like traveling funfair, focused. yeah, it <laughs> was. Well, Everything's played in in wide shots as well. I think for the most part, there's not. That's why I don't think the camera doesn't love stew in this film, this um, TV movie, because it just. I mean, he does some good work, but it's all in the master shot. It doesn't get a chance to punch in and see his eyes. enough. Yeah. And I feel like that means his performance doesn't really come across. He's 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 really good when he gets his close-ups. Mm. Uh, you know, when think about that scene in um, the First Contact. He says, "How dare!" You? Like you know, and it cuts to him close. You know, where she accuses. Uh, yeah, the lady in that movie accuses him of like getting off on like m- murdering the Borg, yeah. you know. It, you know, you couldn't see that same thing having the same effect in the wide shot, and this is films played entirely in wide shots. And much. Much. this is the story to get that reaction shot because he's mm-hmm. like. Seeing his life flash before his eyes, literally, you know. Yeah, so I don't think there's enough vary, variation in the, in in fact, the shot the, Yeah, the only variation stuff is um, some of the transitions are quite clever. There's like parts where, you know, it's yeah. within the same shot, it starts somewhere and the scene changes. And they're quite inventive for TV movies. But, but also, they're not really about anything. Yeah, it's just like, here's some apples, and here yeah. they go into an apple bit. And I'm like, well, the apples have nothing to do with the story. There's not like anything in that transition. Yeah, I um, sometimes like there's ideas that somebody came up with on the set that's in the movie but for like a shot. So the end of the dancing scene uh, Fozzywig, f- that's not nice, this, isn't it? <laughs> fuzzy wig. Yeah, Fezzywig. Fezzywig, Fezzywig. Where like, there's there's that. Like The the party in this, the wig party, is like the uh, snowman's Christmas party in mm-hmm. the uh, Raven Brace of Snowman. Yeah, because there's that shot right at the end where it's quite nice where it's looking down on them and it's snowing sort of inside. It's quite magical. Yeah. And then it ends. It's like that's the only shot you ever saw of yeah, and also those and I'm say that Scrooge's best scene is that that following one where he's watching his younger yes. self not say anything, and he is in close up, and he's getting to go like, after him. Uh, yeah, after him. and it, that was the most effective he is in the film, and if there was more kind of oh, coverage like that, I think um, you know I'd like it more. But I've, it's not going to become a favourite for mine because no. it just it is limited by its cinematography. Shout out to young Scrooge's cowboy hat as well. That's <laughs> 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 very. Out of there is some Odd CG Oh I did like But Belle I track. mean I assume it's Belle I just wrote Bell Because that's the name I know from uh, Muppet's Bay It's like uh, her, You know Her bonnet's Fucking great like, Oh that Brown oh, yeah, hood Dream isn't it, isn't yeah, it like yeah, The yeah. best quality Streets I've ever seen Oh by the way The director of this uh, Television movie Born in Paul Dorset oh. uh, Near to where We used to live So, so I can't like there <laughs> Yeah <laughs> um, So Yeah I mean I I enjoyed This is the second time I've seen it um and yeah, I mean, I I think Patrick Stewart is excellent. I would have, I must say, I would say it's probably more effective on stage. Uh, no, watching no him do the one man show. I mean, that he watched on YouTube or something. But, no, but I I well, I doubt it's on YouTube because the thing is that the time it was being performed in the late I, I 90s, think it's 30s, I, I, 40s, probably, I have to disagree. So. I mean, I just just in my head, it's like when somebody's playing like male and female parts changing their voice. It's just gonna be hilarious. Like, it's just oh hilarious. yeah, I think, but that would be just, part of it. Like, never, yeah would it though? It's it's gonna completely undercut any dramatic tension. You just like I, you know I think PC could pull I do well, we agree <laughs> the best actor <laughs> in the world could I, I, I do agree that, you know, male pain on hearts doesn't Usually, but I think when you do a one-man show, I think there's more leniency where that kind of stuff is concerned. It's not like you're kind of dragging up or up the no. you're kind of like leaping about. The and I, I do I have watched plays where they, they people play multiple parts and do it amazingly well. Yeah. You know, there's a suspension of disbelief, but I think just Patrick up by himself, there, I, I just yeah, for me, <laughs> I you know, I don't think he'd be throwing on a wig every time he plays Mrs. Fezziwig or something like that. Well, yeah. we know he embraces his baldness and. Yes, yeah, he does Well, this is, you know One of the few bald scrooges Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. yeah Oh, yeah, a good opening scene, actually i would got say the, the, the funeral of Marley was, was excellent I think That was one of my, my favourite bits Of Christmas Carol 2009 Jim Carrey Is there's an interesting scene Where he takes the money off Marley's, like, eyes Like, because he put, like, coins over it And he just says just happens, And I was like Oh, good good beginning I like this mm-hmm. um, And that okay. uh, didn't quite live up To that opening scene <laughs> Um, but yeah. it must be quite hard to like find new cool little moments like that to put into such a well one story. Like if you did another adaptation now, like what would I put in? What would oh, be they, this has been adapted so many exactly, times. Yeah. and not even just in the sense of straight. Adapts, uh, you know, obviously uh, Muppets, as we said, but also it's inspired so many variations of the, uh, sorry, I mean, mentioned Blackadder's Christmas Carol. Scrooged Uh, Scrooge, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Richard Donner, which I do previous, like previous guest of the show. You don't like Scrooge? No, I find it very, uh, humorous. I don't like it. Hope Dick's not listening. <laughs> um but yeah, we've got Scrooge. There's there's loads of episodes of various different T V shows that do kind of take offs of uh Christmas Carol. I was kind of just looking through the other day at different versions and there's kind of a Beast and Butthead one, uh-huh. um the real Ghostbusters uh-huh. uh did one, like kind of thing like you know, there are So many different versions, and it is just kind of a, it's become such a trope kind of thing, idea, isn't it? Of just kind of, you can put this in any setting. And uh, because Dickens is kind of, you know, now in that kind of annals, almost Shakespearean storytellers. And also public domain. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that might have something to do with it, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, as I say, I really like it. I think Peace Shoe is fantastic. If you're just like you know, just sick of singing, like uh, it's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. A cup of kindness that we share with another. A sweet reunion with a friend or a brother. Just so occasionally if you want to mix things up. Just yeah, could, if, you could if, do worse. If you want, you could. It. I mean, you definitely could do worse. You could do worse. There's definitely worse There's a versions. film with Dudley Moore, which you could do worse. Out there. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's been adapted so many times. There's got to be worse versions of this. Like, uh, I mean, there's the Ross Kemp ITV <laughs> uh, version where he plays a, it's a contemporary, where he plays a lone shark, like, in in a leather jacket. Christmas Carol. <laughs> like, that's, uh, you could, see, so you definitely could do worse. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay, well. Um, oh, does anyone know what the hell Scrooge meant at the end where he said to, uh, Cratchit, let's go get a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop? <laughs> that's a, no, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a cheese, it? isn't it? Is it a cheese? Oh, yeah. is that what it is? Yeah, just going to eat A hot it, bowl like, of cheese? Well, <laughs> no, because I mean, it's, it's not smoking, but it's maybe smoked or like it's just like a... Because sm- that sounds like He's, when he it's that, cold, like as in we'll get like, yeah. oh, I, I imagined a bowl, some kind of bowl of soup. Yeah, he started saying up. that line and just kept adding more and more words to it wasn't Oh, okay like <laughs> uh, oh also the other mvp turkey kid yes yeah a, a special shout out to the kid who played um who he calls over to get the turkey what a fucking little uh, geese. <gasps> that he he was, like, that that kid he grew up to uh um, he continues to be an actor today he's in nick love's remake of the firm oh. of course playing a very geezery kind of like character <laughs> is You're, he still in, th- in that yeah in that nick love kind of like way and so he totally when you see him immediately he's like you fail what mate all You're right okay. him a <laughs> <shiller>. No, <laughs> right. i got that wrong it's not it's not, it's not like it's, oh, it's, it it's a smoking bishop is a type of mold wine punch or wassail so there you go. It's especially yeah. popular in Victorian England at oh. Christmas time, and appears in Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> he made it famous. There you get what there you go. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. There we go. So one thing I wanted to talk about now we've done A Christmas Carol, which seems to be held up as the Star Trek Christmas special to be. <laughs> uh by Somehow. by trackmovie.com. Through and the involvement uh, of Peace uh, uh, And many others. I, I think it's one of those things where because of the fact that it doesn't have an actual Christmas special, people just oh, go yeah, we'll watch it. This that. is crazy to me like seven hundred I mean, plus it, it, episodes yeah, of TV yeah, and mad. it hasn't just been one Christmas special. It's cr- absolutely crazy because the thing is It's as crazy as me forgetting that there was an episode called The Haunting of Deck 12 of Voyager, and we didn't mention it on the haunting episode. Oh, man. (laughs) Like, I mean, the thing is, is once you've mentioned Christmas in the show, and Dagger of the Mind, uh, which is the one with Dr. Noel in it, is literally like the the 10th episode of season one. So you would have thought in the writer's head, once you've mentioned, Christmas does exist in this universe. Not like it's been outlawed or it's not there anymore. So you would have thought at some point someone would go, well, let's just do a Christmas episode. But it, it, it just seems bizarre to me that it didn't happen. Yeah. So what we wanted to kind of talk about is what would be our Christmas episode <laughs> of Star Trek if we could write one. Have you got any ideas? Well, no, I, did, I, just, uh, I just quickly mentioned there is a Christmas reference in Star Trek 2, The Raph of Khan. Oh, yeah? Where uh Scotty says uh, the energizers lights are like a Christmas tree, so they give me too many bumps, which means like the wiring on Christmas tree lights has definitely not improved in three hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a salad special line thrown in no yeah. like uh, but yeah no, See, we, I don't know i imagine I imagine they could do something so like I really love uh, and this show you know has connections to Trek as we've talked about Futurama, they're Christmas episodes where the premise is Christmas is like an evil time because there's an evil psychotic robot Santa. Like, I can see the Enterprise crew, they land on a planet, it's like, you know, you have Roman planet, whatever planet, this is like Christmas planet, and they're like, this is great, and then it turns out so Santa is the head of some evil cult, and they have to take him. Maybe he's an alien. Maybe he's a robot. Yeah. And it's them versus evil Christmas. I can see him doing that. Uh, I should mention the honourable mention on this uh, track movie list was the first Christmas episode of Boutron. Oh, there you go. So there you go. I, I, I want... think. Well, yeah. I think along those lines, um, my one would be just a marvel god godlike being masquerading as Santa. Yeah. Whips them across to like basically his like um, North Pole, like you know chalet. And they're like basically at his mercy, and he's like, you know, wants them to stay for Christmas with him, and they're like, no they need to get back to the ship, and then, they, you know, they try and shoot him with the phaser, and the phasers appear. Uh, they can't contact the ship. Uh, the ship's in a big bauble in space. <laughs> he's um, like, You've all been very naughty. Oh, and Chekhov gets turned into a wooden toy, like for <laughs> a moment. And, uh, you know, basically does a little, like, Russian dance, like, uh, possessed. This is, yeah, I'm kind the of The red shirts one. get resurrected as zombie, uh, Santa and slaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of a surprise. Well, do they case. get the gift wrapped to death? <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> I think it's kind of a no one's done It's a Wonderful Starship. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah in terms of like setting up something where i don't know like what well, is Kirk's alternate life if he wasn't on the on the enterprise yeah exactly like yeah, yeah. You know, and so you could What have... would happen if Kirk wasn't on for the captain Mm. Yeah, maybe the, he turns yeah, his back, turns on them. back on him. And like, you know, maybe somebody dies on his command and he feels really regretful about it. And so he decides, like, oh, what it be if I just never existed. And Q comes along, and clips his fingers, and goes, I, I was yeah, thinking exactly yeah. Q. Q would be the angel coming down, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Q is like an evil Clarence. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be kind of tricks the Clarence. Yeah. He'd be, that's the thing. Could kind of subvert it slightly to make it so Q comes down and he's acting in the Clarence role. But actually Kind of Well he maybe his, his Intention is to make you Really like um Wallow in your Kind of like despair And actually try and Push you into the other side But then you kind of like See mm-hmm. actually Kirk starts in the good Of his own accord Well I suppose like, oh, this, wait a minute. I think Q would always be The Picard like foil, wouldn't he Or um, um Janeway I suppose Actually Because I, I think He did a few episodes With Cisco but I don't think He I, did do a few on ds 9 yeah, right? yeah I think him and Janeway Had a quite a fun Fun little run actually Because there was this One well, where he Like he wants it to be His surrogate I think there's a slightly Flair Flirtatious. Yeah. yeah. Of they had a nice, you know. you know, a unique relationship outside of what the Patrick Stewart Q, Q uh, <laughs> you know, scenario was. <laughs> Plus, you know, as I did mention, Death Wish, which is one of the Q episodes, already has a Christmas reference in it. So, yeah. you know, Q is all about the Christmas. So, yeah, I, I could see the 60s version. I could see the more recent, like, Trek series version, which would be more of a, like, yeah, Q, Q Spy one. Mm-hmm. But I think the original series would definitely be whipped across to a planet where something you know, I, I think that's the thing, is I think in through. my head, <laughs> when I imagine the idea of a Star Trek Christmas special, I instantly imagine Kirk and Spock and McCoy and all those kind of characters more than the other characters. So you can imagine them, when it says about Kirk, uh, you know, getting together with some girl after the science of a Christmas fight, you can imagine that. Yeah. It's harder to imagine the later, more straight edged characters. Like kicking back for kind of, Yeah, doing that and kind of, you know, and I always get imagined, I don't know, of like, uh, of Scotty kind of accidentally dropping the uh, cruise Christmas bonus credits or like that and uh, Klingon picking them up and deciding not to <laughs> tell him uh, yeah, that causing the whole it's on Ball Starship kind of problem you could do a Voyager one just because you have Neelix in the kitchen he's doing the Christmas, Christmas. yeah the Christmas yeah. dinner yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, kind of think it's and also in my head I kind of instantly a Christmas special I think surely Tribble should be involved yes. somewhere yeah there you <laughs> kind of think about I think you bring in for the Christmas episode ah. <laughs> New Tribbles episode that's just all Christmas based. Yeah. Well I mean you know the one person opens a present and it's one and then the thing up. is on Star Trek Discovery they could do this now, but I kind of feel like they Star Trek weirdly has kind of missed the boat on doing the classic Christmas episode because it feels like something weirdly that pretty much every other American show of that era did do a Christmas episode every single year. And Star Trek was the only yeah. one not doing it. They had right. multiple years and multiple shows to do yeah. it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, that doesn't really feel like something a show would do now, does it? In terms of, like, outside of something like Doctor Who, which has a Christmas special every year. Although well, even that's stopping now. Well, maybe it might come back because you mentioned earlier off mic about, or um, well, might have been in the previous episode, uh, about Sabrina. The new Sabrina show. That's having a Christmas special standalone drop. Yeah. Wow, I okay, can see because I kind of thought actually Netflix, mm. which Star Trek Discovery shows in the UK. Yeah. I like, um, mean, but, Netflix who gave us a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they are yeah, doing their yeah. like, Christmas movies Murray's second insult to Christmas, <laughs> according to Paul, like uh, after yeah. Scrooge. Yeah, yeah well, because I mean, I do like Scrooge, um, but yeah, very Merry Christmas was not. It was dog shit. I mean, it is <laughs> just what the like what but, was gone, that, was uh, well, I think the problem is I think this was a time when Netflix was all about try to get the hipster viewership wasn't it yeah. and they just thought Bill Murray Christmas everyone be sold hmm. but uh, apart from that they didn't think about it they were just yeah, like no, exactly plus it. the fact they let Bill Murray sing like it's, yeah. it's, it's for a whole hour yeah at <laughs> one time maybe you'd be like okay all right but the whole hour of murray <laughs> was, was self-indulgent like, <laughs> stuff, <laughs> yeah. but also it's like nothing gets rid of the christmas spirit quicker than like bad Chris, christmas spirits. i mean the, the thing about this story as well christmas Carol, nothing makes me smile more than the swooges transformation at the end it's one of those like like it's, it's one of life it, yeah. it's it's one of those evergreen moments that you can, can't can help but feel uplifted no mm-hmm. matter how rocky the kind of descent into kind of like you know self-pity and like you know, up, you know upset has been, the revelation of like feeling good about yourself mm. again it's like that's and if it. you wish to know the measure of a man you simply count his friends mm. oh. <laughs> oh mccain <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah no, i mean it, but i think that's why i'm still rooting for star trek versus socials this is my <laughs> Uh, I think we start a petition. Well, let's go Star one Star Trek step further Discovery show Star Trek Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh. You're having, you're having those troubles in oh, Star Trek 4, oh, yeah. like we said, get rid of Hamza, make the Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the second fucking <laughs> step. That. that is, right, first of all. Well, Shane, Shane Black to write it? It would definitely be set Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, well, to be fair, I mean, Tarantino's writing a Star Trek film right now, right? Yeah. So it's like Shane Black, often been talked about in the same breath as Tarantino. So, t- Shane Black, I would say cheaper than Tarantino. Certainly. So, <laughs> <laughs> fucking better, thing. <mate>. Chuck, <laughs> chuck him out, Chuck out, Shane Black in, save some money, S- set a so Christmas. Predator, he's gonna... <laughs> Yeah, after the Predator. The, the card versus Predator. <laughs> <At Christmas. laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I did actually have a, a, a Christmas card, Star Trek, uh, theme for my parents when I, when I was very young, actually. which was all about, like, Kirk and Spock having too many Brussels sprouts, and he talked about a gaseous anomaly uh, <laughs> at the Christmas price. So I was like, I think it was associated with Star Trek and Christmas because of this unofficial Christmas card. This is almost as bad as William Stone, uh, previous guest, uh, <laughs> Captain's log in the fog. <laughs> yeah, I hear this, yeah Captain, Captain's log. <laughs> Captain's, log. <laughs> Captain's your log. <laughs> oh, man. Well, there we are. Merry so Christmas, everyone. Yeah. There we go. To the showrunners of Star Trek Discovery, we say get a Christmas special in season two right now. Um, or, you know, I mean, even, yes, yeah, they need to bring, because the thing is, CBS will have, be careful, you might sound like Donald Trump. If he starts, hey, we have got to bring Christmas back. Can't be afraid to say Christmas. Is that what you saying these days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, Nobody it? said it's like it's a crime to say Christmas these days. Like, no, it's not actually. at all. <laughs> you are the president. You should know the law. Like, uh, but it's, what I was going to say, CBS will access how a problem because Star Trek Discovery is their big draw to people, and you always hear about these Star Trek fans who basically quit their subscriptions whenever a season Star Trek Discovery ends and they only pick it back up when it comes back on and they so they need to make sure those fans are in there so if they produce a one-off Star Trek Christmas special then they've got to get back in for the month of December and only for one episode <laughs> at the end of the day so they really get them. so basically my message to CBS <laughs> is screw over the fans of Star Trek <laughs> and drain them for every penny they've got and we don't care we get it all through Netflix yeah so. exactly so we're we're <laughs> fine please Netflix keep Star Trek keep them uh, screw up with those so <laughs> <laughs> and on that Christmas <laughs> i uh, yes, I've really enjoyed this um, very very much It's so put me in festive cheer uh, <laughs> and you know I, w- what we should have done is exchange Star Trek themed Christmas presents uh, over the thing. but the problem is we're recording this in mid-November so <laughs> <laughs> it's a tad early for <laughs> such things. But I am very much now in the festive spirit. I'm wearing a Santa's hat. Yep. I'm ready to go. Um but we're gonna be back next year with more episodes, uh more explorations of the Star Trek Universal and non-tracky perspective. And until then, it's Merry Christmas from me, Lynn Dempsey. Yeah, happy winter ball. <laughs> I mean, happy yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, well, that's what if you've been non denomination about it. Like, I, yeah, no. is, is that <laughs> it, is that what it has and been called? happy festival for it, the rest is, of us! Is that, what ha- <laughs> ha- is that what it has been called now? Because well, Christmas yeah. is be, is has been well, Christmas is be, saying Christmas has been made illegal. Wait, it's illegal now, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no yeah, Merry Christmas. Not is on not yeah, by the time this episode goes out, the whole world's different. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> by the time by the time this goes out, they all this will be edited out because it will be illegal to say Christmas because, you know. PC has gone mad. We'll <laughs> all be cut out. We're singing dancing, and dancing. Uh, uh, by the way, you can find us online on all forms of social media. Well, I'm sure we'll be posting Merry Christmas yeah. festivity posts uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and twitter at spotlightpod you can email us uh, spotlightpod at gmail.com send us some Christmas greetings we'd love to hear from you and if you want to give us the greatest Christmas gift of all five stars on (laughs) iTunes a five star review please. give us some more five star (laughs) reviews on iTunes that is all we ask for they're free to give No podcast is a failure that has five-star (laughs) reviews. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You can also now hear us on Spotify. What a Christmas gift to the world! (laughs) The spotlight is finally available on Spotify. (sighs) And with that, Merry Christmas, one and all. Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. You know, Dasher and Dancer. And Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donder and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. Oh, he had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw, him, you would even say, The other reindeer. Well, they used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph Rudolph play in any reindeer games. Then one foggy Christmas Eve.